Welcome to another Tuesday night Bible study. We are still in the book of James and we uh, completed chapter three uh, at our last gathering and we shall begin our teaching uh, today, God's will in chapter four. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we bless your holy name for you are so worthy of our praise. We just adore you and we are so thankful that your mercies are new every morning. Father, as you uh, gave us a new day of grace uh, that we can grow closer to you. And Father, when we come into your presence, we can't help but to see our shortcomings, those areas that you are still transforming into the perfect image of Jesus Christ. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, to take your rightful place in this study. For you're the one we're looking to to lead us into all truth. And we just surrender unto you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, um, before we pick up in chapter four, if you've been with us for any time, you re- you realize that in the original manuscript, there were no chapters and verses. So chat the end of chapter three really flows uh, right on into chapter four. So so that we can get the context uh, of beginning in chapter four. Let me back up to chapter three, verse 13 and uh, God's will, I, I won't expound too much on verses 13 and, and 18, but this thing is so good, I may can't help myself. But let's begin in verse, in chapter 3, verse 13, and read right on in uh, to chapter 4, where we shall uh, begin our teaching today. Chapter 3, verse 13. But who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. We talked about last time that word conversation doesn't mean a manner of speech, but he's talking about our lifestyle. Amen. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But, somebody say but, (laughs) but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. And the first, and the, excuse me, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Let me just stop right there. You, you see how that flow picked right on up to verse one in chapter in, in chapter four. But because he's talking about uh, divisions that the enemy uses to bring confusion. And one thing we need to be cautious of, because we are still in that flesh, we still have to battle that old nature that we came out of. You, you see, it's, it's natural for us uh, to seek power and prominence and and popularity. And and see, when we seek uh, those things which are earthly, we can't help 
but to bring division. We set ourselves up to be used of the enemy to create division. And he's talking to saints now. So we're talking about divisions in the body of Christ. And, and, and they come from our own lust. And that's what he's beginning to talk about in, first, in verse 2. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war. Yet Ye have not because you ask not. Oh, listen, saints. When we make pleasing ourselves our chief priority, uh, that can't help but to be fights and quarrels in the body. That's why God tells us, I'm about to get ahead of myself, but why we, we need to be willing to prefer others ahead of ourselves. And listen, that doesn't come natural. That comes out of a de desire uh, to be obedient to God because the greatest problem that I have in my life is I always think I'm right. Come on, somebody. Uh, amen. And that's why I have to keep the word of God in the forefront of my mind because as I've said before, th this word is a mirror. It will show you yourself. Amen. And anytime, somebody say anytime, anytime my thinking conflicts with the word of God, I've made a decision that I'm wrong. I'm the one that needs to change. You see, God says I'm the same yesterday, today and forever. And he's not going to change based on my opinion. Come on, somebody. In fact, as intelligent as I'd like to think I am, he didn't consult me about anything that he wrote in this word. Amen. And he's not going to change based on my opinion or, or what I think. And what this word does for me, and, and I pray for you as well, is show me where I'm wrong. A amen. B because I have a tendency to always think that I'm right. And what James is telling me, anytime that, that strife and envy are, are coming up, Somebody's wrong. Oh, come on. Help me. Amen. If I'm having strife and envy uh, with my brother or sister, both of us could be hearing from God. Because God is not the author of confusion. Amen. You see, too often we love things. Amen. And, and, and we use people. But, but God wants us to use things. And love people. And, and love, as we talked about before, means I need to prefer my brother and sister above myself. Amen. Go, go back to, well, let's, let's uh, at verse two. He said, ye lust. That, that's a craving and a desire to have my way. Come on. And when I want to have my way, I'm susceptible to do whatever's necessary to get my way. Not considering what it may do to my brother or sister. He says, uh, you lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Now, theologians vary about what he's talking about, ye kill. And I don't believe he's talking about you kill a person physically. But how many times we've killed somebody 
uh, somebody's character with the words that we said against them. Amen. <laughs> Listen, we have to, and we talked about this in chapter one and two, we have to be so careful about the words that we allow to come out of our mouths. They can either lift someone up or they can cut someone down. And James is telling us when we use our words to cut someone down or in this instance to kill their character, uh, we are not walking in love. Come on, somebody. He says, ye lust and have not. Because most of the time, I want to say all the time, but I want to make sure I'm right. So I'm just going to say most of the time when I'm lusting for something, I am trying to please my flesh. And how many of you, like me, I, I've come to understand I can never please my flesh. My, my flesh always wants more of whatever it is that turns it on. Come on. You used to start out with a half pint of ice cream. Uh, uh, and now a half gallon won't please you. Amen. You used to start out with a drumstick and a leg. Amen. And, and a breast. Uh, but but now, uh, if you're not careful, you'll eat the whole chicken and, and still be hungry. Why? Because you will never, somebody say never, you will never please your flesh. So we, we need to do what the word says. We need to learn how to crucify our flesh. Die to myself. Die to my lustful desires. L listen to what he goes on to say. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because you ask not. <laughs> Listen, one of the reasons why we don't pray like we ought to pray is because we know in the recesses of our mind what we are praying for is for selfish motives. Amen. I'm praying for stuff to lust on myself. And, and, and that's what, what James is talking about, why we don't have it. Amen. The other reason is we try to do everything we can to obtain it. Amen. Before taking it to God first. Come on, help me somebody. Sometimes we use prayer as a last resort. And, and James is telling us, ye, ye ask and receive not because, listen, God is not going to give you anything that will hinder or sever your relationship with him. Come on. And a lot of the things we ask for, there are selfish and ulterior motives behind why we ask. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I used to want... I used to want to be wealthy. I, I used to want uh, to be rich. Amen. But, but suppose that God had given me wealth and riches before I was addicted to drugs. Come on. If God had given that to me, I would have killed myself. I wouldn't be here today. Amen. But because I would have been able to use as much as I could could possibly use, and, and it would have ended up killing me. So God knew that, so he made sure that I didn't get wealth. 
I think I'm about ready now, though, Lord, but not my will. <laughs> but, but let your will uh, be done. Amen. Because I trust God uh, as he has demonstrated himself faithful to provide not just what I need, but he provides more than I need so I can be a blessing to somebody else. And that's good enough uh, for me today. Amen. He says, ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because you ask not. So, so, so James is telling us that before I, I, before I get where I want, I'm willing to fight and war with somebody else, particularly what we talked about in, in, verse, in chapter 3, somebody else that has what I want. Amen. And if the opportunity came, I, I would take what they have from them. And James is telling us that that attitude, that mindset is not of God. Oh, look at verse four. He says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? I thought those were two uh, unusual words for James to be using. Uh, calling us adulterers and adulteresses. What James is saying that, that too often we are willing to get in, in the bed with the world to please our flesh. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. I, I, I can't get more specific than that. Amen. Uh, if, if you need more specificity, you need to call me on this so I can, so I can get it the way you understand it. But, but James is telling us we're willing to get in the bed with the world in order to try to please our flesh. And he says that can't be. He says because the world is enmity or, or an enemy in direct opposition with God. Amen. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, please hear me. He's not talking about the world per se. He's talking about the world system. Amen. And, and you cannot please God and please the world system and operate rather uh, in the world system. They, they are contrary uh, one to another. Amen. So he goes on in verse five that says, do you do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth uh, to envy. Oh, Lord. Somebody turn to, to, to 1 John. Turn to 1 John chapter 2. I, I want to make sure I get this right for you. 1 John chapter 2, uh, beginning at verse uh, 15. John is telling us, he's giving us confirmation out of the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He, he's not talking about the world itself. Uh, he, he's, talking about, he, he, he's talking about the world's system, which is contrary against God. He, he says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any, listen now, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world, 
the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. For the world passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Listen to me. All sin. Oh, come on, somebody. All sin falls in one or more of those three categories. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Uh, as I was saying earlier, and it just didn't start now. It started back in the Garden of Eve. The enemy uses the same tricks that he deceived Eve with. He tries to uh, deceive us as well. Listen, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Will it please my flesh? Does it look good to me? Amen. Or will it make me uh, uh, better? Will it make me uh, wiser? And wiser in this instance is, is, is knowledge independent of God. L listen, if it looks good, tastes good, or makes me feel good, it does not necessarily mean that it's good for me. Come on. I cannot allow myself uh, to, to, to just please my flesh because it would separate my fellowship, my relationship with my Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he goes back in verse four. He says, and we back in James uh, chapter four, uh, verse four, ye adulterers, ye, ye uh, adulteresses, Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Listen, pleasing your flesh will never please God. And you can't have it both ways. So, so uh, what James is telling us that we have to make a decision I'm about to get ahead of myself again, but we have to make a decision to walk in obedience to God's word, regardless of what we think or feel. And that's what he says in verse five. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit dwelleth in us, lusteth to envy, lusteth to envy? Oh, you see. We serve, in fact, it's verified in Exodus 34, 14, as well as Deuteronomy 4, 24. We serve a jealous God, and God will not allow us to put anything ahead of him. Come on. Amen. And as we grow in Christ, we learn that he has our best interest at heart, regardless of what we think or feel. Uh, verse six. But he giveth more grace. Somebody ought to say thank you, Lord. That, that in spite of ourselves, in spite of the things we have done and still do, God gives us grace to cover those things. But listen, uh, he gives us greater grace when we recognize our error, repent of it, and make a decision to walk in obedience to him as he empowers us to do so. He says, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace 
unto the humble. Oh, I pray that you're able to receive this. Any decision that I make that is independent of God, I'm walking in pride. Oh, I pray that you hear me. Amen. Because uh, sometimes if we're not careful, we, we don't consult God about what we do because we already think we got it. Amen. And he's telling me here uh, uh, that, that pride, God resisteth the proud. Amen. But he giveth grace uh, to the humble. Pride, when I'm walking in pride, I'm walking in independence of God. Come on, we all fall short now. But when I'm walking in pride, I don't go to God until I mess the situation up. And then I run to God to straighten it out. Somebody say, thank God for grace. That, that in spite of myself, in spite of the things that I do, uh, he, he still gives me grace. Oh, listen to me now. But pride is sin. And God is not going to allow us to continue to walk in willful disobedience to him. And because he loves us, he's going to do whatever is necessary to get us to make a decision to walk in obedience to him and quit trying to please our flesh. Why? Because you will never please your flesh. Verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. I got to stop there. Because submission is more than just being obedient. Come on. I can be obedient to what you tell me to do. Uh, I, I think about the, uh, the, the teacher that, that was uh, correcting uh, this, first, this first grader in, in school and, and telling the first grader uh, uh, to sit down and first grader didn't want to sit down and, and, and finally the teacher made the, 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 the student sit down but the student said, the child said in her heart, I'm standing up on the inside though. <laughs> Amen. But, but submission is more than obedience. Submission is when I make a will decision to surrender my will to God. Amen. Even if I disagree, even if I don't like it, not only do I make that decision to willfully surrender to God, but to bring my actions in line with that decision that I made in a spirit of obedience. Amen. And that's what James is telling us here. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Listen at the order now. You see, because many of us think resist the devil and he will flee. Uh, that, that's not what the word says. 
The first step is submission to God. And see, when I submit to God, I bring my actions in line with my decision. And when I make a will decision, I said a will decision to be obedient to God, then I place in my I place myself in position for God to manifest his word. The devil doesn't have to resist me. Come on. Nor does he have to resist you. Amen. But but when I make my decision to stand, uh, to submit myself to the authority of God's word, Satan can't stand when I'm submitted to God's word because the Holy Spirit kicks in and his his job is to bring God's word uh, to pass. Amen. And there are angels that have been assigned to God's word to bring them uh, to pass. So in order for me to resist the devil, I can't do that in my own strength. I must be surrendered, willfully surrendered, willfully submitted to God first. Amen. Then he empowers me to resist the devil and he will flee from you. I don't know about you, but I've discovered this in my life. When, when, when I'm submitted to, to God's word and, and the devil can't trick me in, in, into, in, into not standing on God's word, he's not going to hang around too long. Amen. He, he'll go and find somebody else he can trick. Amen. But this is the other thing I've discovered. He's going to come back and check to make sure I'm still standing. That's why we have to make a decision uh, to submit. See, God won't make you submit. That's a will decision that you have to do. And it's easier for me to submit today because I've seen the benefits of submission. And anytime I'm not submitted to God, come on, I'm walking in pride. And when I walk in pride, I set myself up to be deceived and, if possible, uh, destroyed uh, by the enemy. He goes on in verse 8 and says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. And the way we cleanse our hands is through repentance. I have stopped trying to justify when I'm wrong. You see, because if you're really in Christ, you just can't do wrong anymore without justifying why, at least in your own mind, it was all right to do it this one time. Come on. But 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 when when I make the decision to draw nigh to God and, and, and he draws nigh to me. I'm more willing to cleanse myself by, by taking it, whatever it is. Uh, God gives gives us the remedy by confession. I I teach that we must develop a lifestyle of repentance. Amen. There are very few days that I can remember that I went the whole day without sinning. And that was the few days that I slept all day. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He says, draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. And purify you, your hearts, ye double-minded. 
You remember he said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. See, first thing you need to do, you need to settle in your mind the truth of God's word and begin to allow the Holy Spirit uh, to empower you uh, to be obedient to the point of surrender where you are willing, where you see the benefits that God gives you through submission to him. Amen. That's when you can come to the point in your life that whenever you're thinking conflicts with God's word, you're wrong, just like I am. Amen. Ooh, I wanted to get at least to verse 12, but it doesn't look like we're going to make it today because this thing is so good, I don't want to rush through it. And, and, and sometimes I fail to do this, but listen, if you didn't understand something that, that was taught today or in your own study, uh, just drop us a note and we'll see if we can clarify it in our next uh, Bible study. Because we want this word to, to drop from your head to your heart that you begin to walk in obedience to God's word. Then you place yourself in the position for God to fulfill the promises that he's made for your life. Father, we thank you for this word. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you write it upon our hearts that we can apply it to our everyday lives and begin to see the benefits that you give us through walking in total submission and surrender unto you. And we give you the glory and the praise for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Until next time, God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you again. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Bible study. If you accepted Christ tonight, welcome to the kingdom of God. We are rejoicing with heaven over your decision. Remember, if you have a question about tonight's teaching or your own personal Bible study time, we would love to answer them and help you on your spiritual journey. Be sure to visit newmercybaptist.org or follow us on Facebook or subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay connected. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Until next time, be blessed.